Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, you know the whole deal. You know the whole spiel. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. Um, thank you guys for also tuning into the Spotify Live every Thursday at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Spotify Live app. It is just so much fun. And the girlies, every week, we get crazy. We get wild. Um, if you hear noise in the background, it's because Stanley is, we're, Stanley's watching cat TV which they do every night. They sit by the TV because they know it's it's time. Um, so if you hear some meowing, th- th- that's my special podcast guest is, is my cat Stanley. And Robert's taking a little nap. My, my family was here during the day today. So uh, they gave a little um, impromptu visit, my parents, my aunt, and my nephew. Um, so we've been hanging out. So Robert, you know him, he's hiding and, and scurrying as, as one would say, that's how I would describe it as is a scurry. He's scurrying, you know, to and fro, but anywho, we have a bunch of emails that you all sent into secret keepers club at gmail.com that we're going to get into. And where should we start? We got a lot of great emails this week. Let's see. This one says dating apps are scary. Oh, you know what? I actually, Okay, we'll do this one. And then I wanted to do some follow-up emails from last week. So this one says, dating apps are scary. Hi, Carly and the fur babies. First of all, love you so much. I just wanted to write in because you always say us girlies should be dating multiple men at once and keep our options open. But girl, I can't find one eligible man that I even want to have a conversation with. Honestly, relatable. How are we dating multiple men? Where are you finding these men? How do you find more than one person that you even want to speak to? Am I living in the wrong city? I'm starting to believe that all the eligible men live far away from me. I went on Bumble for 30 minutes the other day and did not swipe right once and just kept getting worse and worse and worse. All I'm saying is it's scary out there and I'm fighting for my life on these apps. Love you so much. Just wanted to share in case the other girlies have the worst dating pool where they live. Um, I think that it's, it, and I'm going to say something and I don't know if it's going to make it better or worse. My dear friend, I don't think it's, I don't think it's better anywhere. I, I think that it sucks everywhere. Um, cause I live in New York. You would think you would think you would think, but Hey, guess what? But when I say, um, you don't keep your options open. I always, I always say that. And I encourage people to do that just because it's, don't put your eggs in one basket. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't give someone a commitment when they're not giving that to you. And you know, the whole spiel, but even if I'm not, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever been equally as serious and equally cared about three different people at the same time, but I am always at least talking to three different people at the same time. Um, Cause that kind of keeps it in check too. Like my friend has had this back and forth with this guy and she's like, yeah, like he, he doesn't like call her every day. Right. And I have a, a few guys that I talk to regularly. I'm not dating anyone right now. Like these people are not new, but they're just guys that are around and you know, whatever. And they call me every, every fucking day. And that's what I said to my friend. I said, girl, these schmucks call me every day. This guy can't call you every day. Come on now. We got to put things into perspective here, but I get what you're saying. It's like, oh, I don't even want to talk to any of them. Right. But I think if you're, if you're, uh, dating someone and you, and you're kind of invested in them, you have to, you got to just talk to other people. You got to go out on dates because then you get into this like weird gray area. That's like, before you guys have the conversation, he's really allowed to do whatever he wants, or she's really allowed to do whatever she wants. And it's just a very uh, weird time to navigate in a relationship. But I will also say to prove your point and agree with your point, I'm off the apps. I'm not on any fucking apps anymore. I, I had canceled my, one of them, my, my Rye, I had canceled last month, but I, I guess it had been like paid for a few months in advance. So I still have it like on my phone until it expires. But once it's done, it's done. Like, I'm just not, I would rather, I just, you got to meet people out, girl. You got to meet people out. Like any of the guys that I talk to, I've met out. You just go out with your friends, hang out by the bar. You bump into someone, oh, where are you from? You know? Um, I, (laughs) last night I was out, shout out to my baby girl, Alicia. And I meet this guy and he asked me for my phone number. I give him my phone number. 
he texts me so nice to meet you gab i said now who's that he said ha 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 gabby i said okay now we're calling me gabby again i said do you think my name's gabby he was like ha ha uh oh can you imagine I mean, it's slim pickings out here for all of us girls. What sucks for you is not better than anybody. <laughs> it just doesn't, uh, it's not better for anybody else. I promise. <laughs> not, hey, Gabby, nice to meet you, Gab. Okay. I mean, at this point, how many more cats should I get? Two, three, four. Hey, who cares? What's another one? Uh, all right. But I did want to um, do some follow-ups here. So there's two emails, similar uh, titles, and they're in response to the girl from last week's episode. So this one says, for the girl who's in love with two people. Hey, Carly, longtime listener. Love you so much. Oh, I love you too. Thanks so much. I'm listening to the potty from last week and wanted to offer advice to the girl who's in love with two people. First of all, it's so normal. It's sad, but also not as concerning. I was in this situation earlier in the year. I had an emotional affair with a fling from high school. I'm married. He's engaged. And it was solely texting, but it was hot and heavy and like a thing for six months. My husband found out and was devastated. I kept telling him it didn't mean anything and we worked things out and moved on, but it's always there. It killed his self-esteem and for a while kept saying he wished I had just broken up with him. We're a thousand, a thousand times better now, but our entire world was obliterated for more than a year. Um, as grateful as I am for being in a good place with him, it's not worth it. None of this is love. Isn't always fireworks and spice. And I think that we forget that those feelings drive us into these positions. I genuinely love my husband and never, ever want him to feel less than, or think that I don't, if you find yourself unable to stop, then definitely take some time for yourself and figure things out. Love you girly. And we're all here from you. We're all here from you with mama Carly. Also Carly, do you know, it's embarrassing being in a new job and having to train <laughs> that is humiliating like please stop looking at me stumble through this program you know what else it's so true like everything about going somewhere new starting something new is humiliating like not knowing where to go not knowing who like anybody is not knowing anyone's names not knowing where the damn bathroom is right um, and then this next email says in response to the girly in love with her ex. Hi, Carly listens to today's episode. It's definitely had, uh, been in a very similar situation as the girl who wrote in, I wasn't head over heels for my boyfriend at the time, but had very strong feelings for him and had a hard time letting it go. I thought about my ex constantly and had very short conversations with him every once in a while that were mostly harmless, but also a little flirtatious. I felt like I was stifling my strong feelings for my ex as well as emotionally cheating on my boyfriend. So I eventually broke up with him. Literally the week after I broke up with him, I contacted my ex to hook up and confess my love to him. This would be the first time in two years that I actually saw him. The second he opened the door to greet me, I immediately felt free of all of my intense feelings. We had crazy chemistry, but he was really just so corny. And the idea of him in my head was so different than reality. I literally gave it like 10 minutes and then I left <laughs> after all that. Not after all that. <laughs> I love that you called him corny to me. That is like, so that is like, I would rather someone call me a bitch. I would rather someone call me a fucking bitch than to be like, oh, she's corny. Oh, no, it doesn't get much worse than that. It doesn't get much worse than that. Call me a hoe before you call me corny. Okay. Hell no. Okay. Let's see. But I totally get what you're saying. Cause if a guy's corny, it is like horrendous and it's so emasculating. It's like, mm, no, uh, she says he kept texting me periodically, but I just didn't care for him anymore. While I was sad about my boyfriend, I knew he wasn't the one after all of this. Now I'm engaged to a hot calloused man, not her ugh, living the dream. 
Who's going to give me the military health insurance? Okay. Moral of the story is if someone can take your attention away from them, then they just aren't the one. And the guy who's stepping out on his wife to talk to you isn't the one either. Just give yourself grace enough to work through your feelings and make the best decision for everyone involved. Love you. See you in Chicago. My straight and I can't wait. Ooh, you're bringing your straight to the Chicago show. And then she gives a Chicago. Oh, well, no, it's actually not a Chicago theme but the word Chicago is in it, but we'll do that. Fuck Mary kill at the end. And thank you guys again. You know, like if someone writes in and, and it strikes a chord with you, it resonates with you always um, share your experience. And both of these people really said this, you know, similar thing. Like it's not worth it to go with that guy. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it to talk to him, cut it off, whatever. Um, no, I totally I totally get it. It's, it's hard because like that first email that we just read, she brings up a good point. Like, you know, love is, it's so exciting in the beginning and it's, and you have all of this like tension with each other and it's like, everything's new and fresh and flirty and fun and then blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, years go by, you guys take the relationship to the next level. It kind of becomes like mundane. Like love is not always exciting you know, and you're right. Sometimes you feel like in a relationship too, like sometimes you feel like, oh, maybe they're not as interested in me anymore. Maybe they're not as excited about me, but this person is, and this person's giving me like, I totally get it. Um, you guys are right. And thank you for, thank you for sharing. Let's see. This next one says Nike at the gyno. Hi, Carly and the beautiful baby boys kiss every single one of you right on the darn lips. Currently naked at the gyno. Just thought I would share based on the last few episodes. <laughs> Is anyone else constantly worried about farting in their gyno's face? <laughs> oh, girl. Now I am. Now I am. Because I never even thought of that. But, oh, God. The position where we have to, like, lay on that table with just a little bit of, just, a, like, like, you're... <laughs> Like you're laying on the table and they're like, scooch out a little bit more. And like one inch of your butt cheeks is, is off the table. <laughs> Why is that so funny? Literally like a quarter of an inch of your butt cheeks is off the table. <laughs> I've never been nervous about farting, but now that's going to be all I think about every single time I go. She says, please pray for me. Listening to your most recent Secret Keepers Club episode is calming me down quite a bit, making this a positive experience. Thank you so much. <laughs> anyway, see you guys in the live chat. Love you long time. Ooh, thank you so much. That is so funny. And then, hey, new fear unlocked. New fear unlocked. But also, I'm sure as a gyno, you've seen it all. They're probably, they probably get farted on all damn day. You know? Okay. This one says SOS girly. How do I handle my mother-in-law? She drives me nuts and I'm having a hard time setting boundaries with her. She loves attention and is obsessed with my husband. Ugh. Openly claiming him as her favorite child. She's always comparing her other sons to him and will state that my husband got the looks in the family. She treats her sons like they're still 16 and they're in their late twenties. She's always saying that thing, things that are so bizarre and belittling. I'm super relaxed person and her behavior just drives me insane. I feel so anxious when I'm around her. Ugh. Stuff like this. It's like, you almost want, it's like, what is the answer to this? Right? Like if it were me, I'm going to tell you what I would do. I would say to my husband, like, you got to say something, to, you got to say something to your mom. She's freaking me out. She's being a weirdo. Okay. And it's giving weirdo vibes. I hate that. There's something so weird about, um, I have a friend that was like dating this guy and his mother was like this and they dated for a couple of years they, and then they broke up. They didn't get like engaged or anything, but she was like, his relationship with his mom was so weird because not only was she like this, like this lady in the email, but he was constantly always trying to like, please her. And he took her opinion. So like to heart. And the whole time they were dating, she was like, I know that his mom doesn't like me. And I know that she's going to really be the reason why we break up because she doesn't want him to marry me, you know? And then that ended up happening. But she was like, it was just so weird. It was like, where is the boundary there? And she had said to him, like, 
can you say something to your mom about the things that she says to me? She's kind of rude or she said this and it hurt my feelings and he never did. And to me, like someone that's not going to go to bat for you for, you know, for your own sake is really like, come on. Like I wouldn't marry that guy either. The, the, my friend, you know what I'm talking about? The guy my friend was seeing, but I think that he should say something to you. Uh, he should say something to her just about like, boundaries and like certain things that she says that makes people uncomfortable and maybe like bring up the fact that she has other children that she's probably hurting their feelings constantly like the family dynamics seem just off in general maybe like one of his brothers will say something or like how do they deal with it you know because that's like humiliating like she's like humiliating them in front of people but I would just have him say something and if he doesn't want to I would just say you know like I, this, you know, this is a little strange or something like that. I guess that seems too aggressive. I mean, there's really certain situations. There's really no way to beat around the bush. And that's one of them. You just got to be like, Hey, you're weird as hell. <laughs> hey, ma, you're weird as hell. Okay. You're freaking everybody out and you're ruining Thanksgiving dinner every single year. Your kids, your, your kids are freaked out too. So bizarre. You want to know what a mom like that too, never is like easy with their son's significant others. And it's always boy mom. I don't, I don't know of many mothers that do this with their daughters and their daughter's significant others. I just don't. It's so weird. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends over at Osea. Finding skincare routine that works used to be really hard, but now there is Osea. They are clinically proven to work and climate neutral certified. Osea has been making clean, vegan, and cruelty-free skincare products for over 25 years. I absolutely love Osea. You guys know, especially that oil. Oh my God, everything smells so good. It smells so fresh. It's very luxurious. It It's not like tacky. It's not slimy. It's the perfect consistency. I, I really, really love these products. Um, Osea's TikTok famous body oil is now in body butter form with nutrient rich seaweed and whipped shea butter. Osea's Undaria body butter transforms dry skin to feel smooth and supple. It's buttery rich te texture sinks into the skin instantly and feels fantastic. It is citrusy and smells like a vacation for clean body care that gives you facial skincare level results. You've got to try Osea. And right now they have a very special discount just for the girlies. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with promo code secret at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all. Go to oseamalibu.com with promo code secret. Um, all right, let's see. This one says shit crappens for the potty. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey, Carly, love you on the podcast. I started listening this year and it makes my Mondays every single week. This email has taken me so long to sit down and write, but I figured you and the rest of the secret keepers would love to hear it. P.S. I hate how much I say my boyfriend in this. So feel free to make up a name because it's honestly nauseating. So I started seeing my boyfriend, see what I mean, in April when we were both in college and over the summer, we would see each other most weekends. He gets along great with my family. I'm super close with them. So we would all hang out a lot. On one particular weekend, my boyfriend and I went out to dinner, then met my sister and cousin out for a beer tasting event, and then we all went to a bar later. We all had a great time and really enjoyed it. By 12 o'clock, things started to take a turn for the worse. My cousin, boyfriend, and I were all in an Uber planning to drop my cousin off and then head to my house. Things did not go according to this plan. 10 minutes into the 15 minute Uber ride, I started to feel very sick. I threw up in my mouth and I knew something was not right. I wasn't that drunk. After getting to my cousin's house, we cancel the rest of the ride. I could not be in the car any longer. I get inside and immediately throw up in the bathroom. After I get out of there, my cousin set my boyfriend and I up in the basement to sleep. Keep in mind, this is the first time. This is his first time at this house. And we only met my aunt and uncle who also lived there earlier that night for the beer tasting. Anyway, she gives him a pair of star booty shorts. <laughs> 
to wear to bed and neon and neon pink ones for me. They say goodnight and head upstairs to their room. Uh, right after we get settled for bed, I throw up some more. My boyfriend went upstairs and rummaged around the kitchen to find garbage bags because at this point I couldn't move. I started throwing up everywhere for hours. And after a couple hours, he started to throw up too. No. Did you guys have food poisoning? We were both huddled up on the floor with our trash bags in our funny shorts, freaking out. Honestly, the vision of that is sending me into outer space. Me saying I needed to go to the hospital, him not sure how to handle this situation, considering we were in my hometown at my family's house. And I definitely am a drunk barfer, which he has witnessed many times, but this was no ordinarily ordinary drunk throw up. It was not going away. And it's just worse and worse as I'm hunched over throwing up. I get the loudest, grossest. <laughs> I let out the loudest, grossest sounding fart. Ew, LOL. If I wasn't embarrassed enough, but by that, I noticed that it wasn't a fart. <laughs> oh no, no. I felt wetness in the booty shorts. I was mortified. I did what anyone else with a shorts full of shit would do. I took them off, shoved them into one of the trash bags I had thrown up in and asked my boyfriend, oh God, whoever took out that damn garbage, shout out to the Department of Sanitation in your city. Send them a little gift basket during Christmas time, girl. I hope you do. Because <laughs> one of those men had to pick all that up. Uh, okay. I asked my boyfriend for the ones that he had on. I put on the other pair of shorts and I think I'm in the clear. I thought wrong. Maybe 30 minutes later, it happens again. Another mid fart throw up another poop in a new pair of shorts. At this point, we're out of clothes. I don't even have underwear and I wasn't home. So I needed something. For some reason, I decided to crawl up two flights of stairs to the third floor of the house where my cousin, aunt and uncle were sleeping to attempt to find something to put on my body. Thinking of it now, I have no idea why I did this, but I didn't want it. <laughs> explain that I shit myself twice to my new boyfriend or even worse, send him alone into my sleeping female cousin's room and give her a heart attack thinking that he was a creep. Anyway, I did find something. I threw it on and head back downstairs. Eventually, after more hours of dry heaving, saying that I needed to go to the hospital and sobbing my eyes out, I fall asleep at 7 a.m. on the floor, leaning against the ottoman. My boyfriend always on the floor amidst the scene of the crime as well. Neither of us slept more than an hour that night. We wake up and I decide I need to get out of there immediately. I get my body upstairs and walk past my sweet aunt who couldn't even look at, <laughs> who I couldn't even look at because of the disgusting things I did in her nice home. <laughs> I go into the bathroom where, by the way, one of the poop shorts has been stashed. I looked in the mirror and I didn't recognize myself. My face was so swollen and my eyes barely could even open. I looked insane. I thought I was poisoned. I didn't know what it could have been. It wasn't, I wasn't that drunk. My boyfriend never gets sick from drinking and he was throwing up everywhere too. That's when I remembered we had went out to dinner before the festival. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. It, it had to have been a food, a food thing. If you both were vomiting, you have food poisoning. We ordered a pasta dish with clams. Um, those things make people sick so often, apparently because they have to be extremely fresh or that's how you get very sick. I will say I've gotten sick from clams as well. I don't know what we were thinking getting that before a night of drinking. We figured it must've been the culprit and the reason that we both got sick. I can't imagine drinking helped the situation. I must've had food poisoning because any other time I've experienced such body pain and exhaustion and things coming out of both ends was food poisoning when I was in high school. But anyway, I took the trash bags, two pairs of poop shorts and all the other destroyed items of mine home in a giant trash bag and hauled them to, into the dumpster at my house. I've never been so baffled by what happened to my body in my entire life. The story is hilarious for my family to talk about and I get mocked for it endlessly. The funniest part is that the next day, my boyfriend told me that in the moment he had no idea that I shit myself. Girl, you told him? He thought that I had just farted and that I was uncomfortable in wearing the shorts. So I wanted to wear the shorts that he had on. So he gave them to me. So really, if I never told him, he really wouldn't have known. But honestly, it's a funny joke now. And I'm glad I told him. I'm not a, I'm not a joke about poop girly always, but this is a case where I think it's the funniest thing ever. Sorry, this was so long. And uh, I don't know if it sounds funny or ridiculous written it in real life. Uh, this was a novel. Love you and the girlies. Oh, we love you too. And my boyfriend and I actually saw you in Buffalo. Oh, cool. Thanks so much for coming out. 
That is too damn funny, girl. Not a shit crappens at, at your aunt at your auntie's house. I mean, what do you really do at that point? I probably, honestly, I probably would have went to the hospital. At least let me just go shit my pants in the hospital. I don't want to shit my pants in front of my boyfriend anymore. You know, put me in jail. I, I'd rather be in jail. Okay, this one says falling out of love, stuck in a lease. Hey, girly, first and foremost, so much love to you and the kitties, Mr. Stanley and Mr. Robert. Uh, I used your tinfoil trick on furniture to keep my cat from scratching and it worked. Yes. It does work. Uh, I have been listening to the podcast for around a year and I never imagined writing in, but this dilemma seems juicy enough for the pod. And I'd love to hear what you and the girls have to say, especially since you always talk about how moving in with your boyfriend never works out. (laughs) Girl, I mean, it's, it's cursed me every damn time. The next time you hear me say, yeah, me and my boyfriend are going to move in together. Start counting days before, before, you know, we're going to break up. Cause nothing throws me out of a relationship quicker than living in the same, under the same roof as a man. Okay. Uh, she says, I haven't really told anyone about this yet. <clears throat> so my boyfriend, let's call him Paul. And I just started dating last July after meeting at my part-time job while I was in grad school and moved in together this August. Okay. <clears throat> so you were dating for a year. So we had been together for just a little over a year. Oh, wow. She read my mind. I never lived with a boyfriend and I really saw a future with him at the time. He loves me so much and he treats me well. However, now that we've been moved in for nearly three months, I found out every single flaw in him and our relationship, but mostly I'm just not feeling it anymore. Objectively, I can't step back and know that he's awesome and that I should want a future and I should want to stay with him, but I don't think I do. One of the dumbest things I can't get over is that I want my own space and I want to decorate it the way that I want. I mean, a man's interior design really ain't it. Very true. Just so I can interject here. I have never once lived in an apartment that a man has decorated. And anytime I've lived with a guy, I've lived with three different guys. I've never let them get anything. The the, the first guy I lived with said, hey, why don't we get a gigantic poster of Yankee Stadium and, and hang it above our couch, sir? What fucking planet do you live on? Not Yankee Stadium. Huh? Do you want to bring your trophies here too? Because it's giving your room in middle school. Why don't you go to your mom's house and get your damn soccer trophies, you psycho? Another guy wanted like a, uh, a, a popcorn, a popcorn machine, tiny ass apartment. We had a tiny ass apartment, popcorn machine. Okay, not happening. You know, maybe if we had a basement in the suburbs. Um, and I remember <laughs> Gary was like, he was obsessed with, and shout out to Gary. Hi, Gary. He was obsessed with um, like needing a desk. He was like, I really am going to need a desk. I'm like, what the fuck do you need a desk for? He's like, I just need a desk for my stuff. I said, well, you don't do any paperwork. Name one thing and, and, and be honest with me. Name one thing you need a desk for. Do you need a desk or do you think that you should have a desk? He's like, I need a desk. I go, for what? He's like, you're right. (laughs) I go, you don't have any files, okay? You don't work from home. You don't have any paperwork. I said, you want to know what the desk is going to turn into? It's going to turn into a place that you could put your fucking change and your keys and your, and your gum, you know, we don't got to get crazy now. Things have to have a purpose, but anywho, and I know I sound like a bitch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the, I mean, the popcorn machine in the Yankee stadium poster was, it was, that was a moment where in your head, you just go, is it this, is this it, you know? Um, okay. Let's see. Let me just find where I was. She says one of the dumbest things, uh, okay, she can't get over because she wants to decorate her own space. She said, he's not clean and organized like I am. He does dishwash. 
He does dishes, no dishwasher life um, sometimes, but I do everything else. It seems I do most of the grocery shopping and the cooking, which is why it's partly on me because I like to eat pretty healthy. And I don't think he considers nutrition at all. I miss living alone when I just cooked for myself most of the time and grocery shop for me and cleaned up after me. I don't like sleeping with him every night. And I thought that would be the best part of it. <clears throat> we even got a king size bed and he still sleeps in the middle because he wants to be close to me. All of these things make me feel super selfish and living. But after living alone for a while, I got used to this stuff and I guess I didn't realize how much I liked it. I thought I missed being around people. So it seems pretty obvious that I don't want to be with him anymore. Yes, I know. We were stuck in a year-long relationship until August, 2023. I don't think I can play pretend for nine more. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. We were stuck in a, a year-long lease together until 2023. I apologize. <clears throat> I don't think I could play pretend for nine more months. I don't want to lead him on in that way either. I have a few things tying me to this town, but not my job because I work remotely. My only option is to stay in the house and move home with my parents and keep paying the rent, unfortunately, through the end of my lease. I would love to hear your thoughts. Love to the girlies, the kitties, and you. Um, okay. <clears throat> so this is a situation that I think a lot of us have been in where it's always something, right? Like it's always something when you're in a relationship there's always things that are tying you to that relationship and not really making it the easiest for you to get out of it, right? But I don't think you're unhappy in this relationship because you live with him. I think you living with him brought a lot of stuff to the surface and, the, and you just know he's not the one. We all have realizations like this at some point, right? Okay, I thought he was, but now that I see how compatible we are, how am I going to feel like I have a future with this person? I, I totally, totally get it. So I think, you know, this just kind of probably exacerbated that, but it's always something, right? Like I remember like being in a relationship, like, oh, well, his birthday's coming up and then, okay, it's the holidays. We'll wait until the new year. And then it's like, okay, um, what about, it's always fucking something. And then eventually you just got to go, I'm ripping the bandaid off. It sucks, but I got to do it. You know, there's like, when you mix your life together with someone so much, it's not easy to just split everything up and split apart and move on, you know? Um, but if it were me, I would, I think you need to follow your heart and you need to go wherever you feel you'll be happier. If it, if that's living with your parents for, for nine months until you can get, you know, out of the lease and move on. But I think I would have a conversation with him and ask him what he wants to do with the apartment. Maybe you guys can both move out and suble sublet it to somebody. Um, <clears throat> maybe you can break your lease. There, there are definitely options for you, but I get what you're saying where you don't want to like leave him high and dry. But I think your option, honestly, where you're saying like, I would have to pay the rest of the lease. Um, you know, even though I won't be living there, I think that to me, that's worst case scenario. I think there are other options for you. You should talk to him, see what he wants to do. If you guys, it, I don't know if you, whatever, like if you want to put it up online, see if anybody's interested in it, people are moving like fucking crazy right now. When I tell you it's so hard to get a damn apartment, I don't know where you live, but Jesus Christ. Okay. So maybe he'll say, you know what, screw it. Let's just put it up and, and let somebody sublease it. Maybe you can lie to your landlord and say you, you can't afford it anymore and whatever. I mean, what are they going to say? No, you still got to live here. It's like, okay. Um, but worst case scenario really isn't that bad. Worst case scenario is you pay and you go live with your parents, but we also have our friends over at Factor. Fall is here, which means it's back to school, back to work, and back to being too busy to eat nutritiously. Factor makes it easy to eat while all meals and snacks use fresh, never frozen meals are delicious and nutritious. With calorie smart and keto options, Factor meals are perfectly portioned to keep you on track with your goals. Factor now offers over 30 meals per week and 36 add-on options. Each meal arrives pre-prepared by their team of chefs ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Change your order up every week. 
um, with plans from four to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to go.factor75.com slash secretkeepers60 and use code secretkeepers60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code secretkeeper60 at go.factor75.com slash secretkeeper60 to get 60% off your first box. Okay, let's see. This one says things that are embarrassing and a fuck Mary kill. <laughs> hey, Carly and the kitties, my best friend and I. And I have listened to the podcast for years and these two girly pops absolutely love you. Well, I love the girly pops too. And I got to tell you guys a story really quick before I finish this email. I was out with uh, my friend Alicia last night at this bar. And there's this girl there who's like literally fucking stunning. Like this girl was stunning. She was tall. She was gorgeous. She had beautiful hair. She had a beautiful face. And then she's like walking towards me. And I'm literally like, that girl's so pretty in my head. I'm like, that girl's so pretty. And she's like, hi, I just want to tell you, I listened to the podcast. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, you literally have the nicest hair I've ever seen in my life. Like I was staring at you and I was about to tell my friend, like, look at her beautiful hair. And she's a damn hairdresser. And when I go get my freaking highlights, I'm going to go to her. And she was so cool. And then she, when she walked away, my friend looked at me and she goes, everyone that likes you is the coolest bitch I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, I know. I go, they're always the freaking cuties, but anywho. Okay. She says, I thought of something so embarrassing and want to know if you agree when you're out to dinner with somebody and the person you're with flags down the waiter and sends their meal back, or even just complains about their meal to the waiter in general. So embarrassing. Um, being a people pleaser and non-complainer that I am, nothing embarrasses me more. It makes me want to crawl out of my skin more. P.S. Attaching photos below of my best friend and myself who love you as well as her two precious cats. Cute. If you read that on the potty, uh, my girl would absolutely lose her mind over the shout out of her fur babies, Chandler and Starling. Oh my God. Wait, Chandler as in Bing. You guys are so cute. You guys have great hair. What's up with everybody having great damn hair? Oh my God. The cats are beautiful. We got a tabby. And then we got like a, we got like a, like a tortoise, like a tortoise kind of situation. We got a tortoise shell. Uh, maybe not. It's like beige and black. Very, very cute. Oh, I love these cats. Cute as hell. I a thousand percent agree um, with your embarrassing things. It's like, I very rarely, like a couple weeks ago, I was mortified because I sent a drink back because it was so fucking strong. And the drink was literally $20. I'm like, girl, what do I do? And she's like, just send it back, get something that you like. I didn't even take like a full sip of it. I like took, I took a tiny little sip and I went, woo, like, I can't drink that. I mean, there's no way it was, it was a glass of fucking tequila. Okay. Um, so that was like mortifying, but I really don't ever send things back and don't like, I just feel, I don't know, unless there's something specific, like I say like, oh no, whatever, mushrooms or something. And then they give it to me with mushrooms. I, I would actually probably still fucking eat it. I would just eat around the mushrooms. Like, I don't really care. Very rarely, very rarely. But there are certain people that you go out with where they like, I, ha I had a friend like that years ago who would like anything she got, she was sending it back. She was sending it right back. You don't even put it down at the table. Just show it to her and then take it back into the kitchen because there's no way that she's going to eat it. And there's no way that she's not going to fucking send it back at least two more times. And hey, that shit gets really old. She would do it with drinks. She would do it with anything. And then everywhere we went, she would complain and try and get a discount. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I was young when this was like, I was like in my early twenties. So I don't think I had the balls to be like, girl, you're fucking weird. I just kind of stopped being friends with her, but oh God, there's not much worse than that. Um, we were talking in the, <laughs> in the discord a while ago about, um, embarrassing things. And I, and we were talking about, and this is so funny to me. And I keep thinking about it. Somebody said like, like looking for your car in a parking lot is stolen. And I was like, looking for your car in a parking lot is embarrassing. I'm like your car being stolen and you looking for it is embarrassing. 
Like imagine your car being stolen and you are walking around the parking lot feeling so fucking stupid. Like you just feel stupid. Like you can't find your car. (laughs) And how long do you walk around before you realize that your car was stolen? And then calling like, then being in the parking lot, like calling the cops, being like, my car was stolen at fucking Walmart or something. Like, there's no way it would be in a cool place. Like, I'm thinking, where would I be if I had a damn car? I would be Target. <laughs> yes, hello. My my car was stolen out of the Target parking lot. Like, oh my God. That is so damn funny. Oh, and then she gives, and then she gives something called a Fuck, Mary Kill that is gross candy edition. And I like two of these candies. So I, I don't think she named it properly. I really don't believe that. But shout out to my girlies. Thank you guys for listening. Let's see. Okay. (laughs) Okay. This one says, please help me work out this confusion. Hi, Carly. Love you and the fur babies. Love listening to you and Stanley. Uh, Love listening to you talk about Stanley being out of pocket. It gives me life. I cackle by myself like a psycho on the way to work when I listen on Mondays. He's actually being really good right now, which is, I think he's tired out because my nephew was here playing with him. Uh, so I would like to ask you about a situation I have with a guy that I've been seeing. We met on a dating app and it was going really well for about three months. Let's call this guy Antonio. Okay. We're calling him Antonio. We couldn't have just said Anthony. We want to, the name Antonio has a certain essence to it. So his name is Antonio. Okay. So Antonio and Antonio and I went on many dates that he lined up on so many fundamentals. And he was always attentive and would text me every day and call me every day. In the last week, he seems to have pulled away and gotten lazier in the interactions that we've had. He texts me every day still, but he doesn't call me every night like he would instead of telling me goodnight or really putting in that same energy and effort like he had been. We aren't exclusive. And we said we weren't talking to any other people. Um, Hold on. We were spending time together and building a foundation before jumping into a relationship. I did try calling him at the beginning of the week and asked him if everything was okay. He said, yes, that he was just stressed out. And that's kind of why he pulled away. The thing is, I feel like that's just an excuse, mostly because he had been stressed prior, but he never pulled away the way he is now. I tried texting him and being supportive and being there for him, but I don't know if I should just walk away if he's not putting in the effort. The text he sends seem lazy. Like he only wants to talk. Sometimes the confusing part is he asked to see me next weekend, but yet the effort is minimal when talking to each other. I guess I'm just confused as to what's going on. I don't want to be needy, but it kind of sucks and hurts my feelings that he's just not trying the same way that I feel like I am. What would you do? Um, should I tell him to kiss the peach goodbye and walk right out the door? Or should I give him a chance and see if he changes? This is so common. Okay. This, and then she gives a fuck Mary kill. Um, this is so common. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've been in the situation. My friends have been in the situation. It's like, I was talking to my friend about it the other day because she's going through something kind of similar. And we were saying that like, it's so humiliating. It's almost like, like, you feel like an asshole being like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like, I feel that you're not calling me enough. And you feel so desperate bringing that up to someone. Right. And like, have I done it in my life being like, Hey, you need to call me more. Right. I need to hear from you. And if something's going on, don't waste my fucking time. Just tell me what's up. Cause uh, come on, what are we doing here? You know, but it's so like dehumanizing being like, Hey, like, can you call me more? Like you feel just embarrassed that you have to ask someone. And obviously anyone that I've ever asked for more than they were giving, um, especially if it was like, they started off strong and then kind of tried to pull away. It never lasted much longer in my experience because then they're like, I have other stuff going on and you're being needy and blah, blah, blah. And they, one thing about them is they love to gaslight. They can't just be like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. God forbid they say four words, but girl, I totally get it. It's so relatable. Um, 
But if it were me, like you have options here. Like you could just say to him, listen, this is what I need from you. I, you know, I miss when you would call me every night. I've been thinking about you and blah, blah, blah. You could be sweet about it. Or what I always tell you guys to do, which is match someone's energy. If they take a step forward, you take that step too, but don't ever step ahead of them and be doing more because it's whether we realize it or not, it's such a difference in power. Like if someone feels like they have the power over you, that you're still going to reach out to them, that you're going to check in on them, that they don't have to put in this much effort. They don't have to continue putting in that much effort because you're still giving them the same energy back as you were when they were putting in the effort. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I just made that more confusing, but you know what I'm talking about. Follow their lead. If he takes a step back, you take a step back. If he starts you know, putting in more effort, you do the same. But like, girl, when I tell you, I, that would be the route that I would go down because I can't anymore as a fucking grown woman in my thirties, sit down and ask a grown ass man to fucking call me. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Cause if he wanted to talk to me, he would talk to me and who wouldn't want to talk to me by the way. So he's really missing out. Who, who else are you talking to? You're talking to your, your friends about what? The Yankees? They're losing. Not much of a conversation to have there, by the way. Okay, what are you talking about? Football? Nobody cares. You're boring. You're dull. Right? So I, I don't know if this conversation seems a little contrived. But um, I just can't do it. I I can't do it. I was supposed to go out um, last week with this guy who like has been asking me to hang out for a long time. And he was kind of like douchey the last time we were supposed to hang out. And then I like, he said to me, um, he texted me the day before we were supposed to go on a date. And he's like, yeah, let me know where you want to go. And I was like, no. (laughs) He's like, what? You can't pick a place? I go, no, I can't. You want to know why? Because that's the least you could fucking do. It just is. Why are you asking me out on a date and then asking me to plan the date? I'm not doing that shit anymore. Like you just hit a certain stride where you're just like, I'm good. I'm cruising, babe. I'm cruising. You want to know what? I want to cook dinner and, and watch TV with my darn cats. And I and if you asked me out and you told me, meet me at this place at this time, I would be there with bells. But you want to know why? I'm not, I'm not doing this shit anymore because it's a first date. And if that's the energy that you're bringing into it on the first date, you're not even going to try that hard. Like I didn't tell him all this shit. I'm just telling the girlies this. But I just straight up said, no, I'm good. He said, really? Wow, why? I said, because you're not putting in any effort and like, I'm good. Uh, I'm all set. I pick out where I want to go out to eat with my friends. You're not my friend. Um, I'm good. You know? And that's not me saying like, I want him to take me out to a fancy place because I couldn't give any less of a shit. But pick a place. We live in New York. There's 80,000 fucking restaurants. You know? And then he said, wow, you're really high maintenance. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. That I guess so. If I want someone to pick a place to take me out on a first date, I guess I am. Yeah. Call me Princess Glamoroso. Ya fucking clown. I didn't know the circus was in town. I didn't know the circus was in town. It's giving insane clown posse. Okay. And listen, some people would be okay with it and it wouldn't bother them. But guess what? It bothered me. And that's fine. But anywho, my, the moral of the story is you know what type of effort somebody's putting in. And if you want more, like you, sometimes it, it sucks to ask for it, but you could just like, honestly, follow his fucking lead. Just follow his lead. Okay, cool. Call me when you want to call me. Maybe I'll answer. Maybe I won't. Cause I'm going to be busy doing the things that I'm doing. But I told my friend the other night when we were out, she hadn't heard from this guy in a really long time. Well, not a really long time, but a few days. And she's like, I feel like such an asshole because I texted him asking if everything was okay. And he, she's like, and it's, and he was like, yeah, no, I'm just like, was working or whatever. And he texted her when her and I were out 
And he said, Oh, I hope you're having fun with Carly. Like he said, send me a picture like of you guys or something. And I said, don't answer him. And she's like, what? I can't, she goes, no, but he would, he would always answer me. I said, girl, he's not even texting you. I said, don't answer him. I said, if you need to answer him, you can answer him when you get home. But I said, don't answer him. He called her, he texted her four more times when we were out and she texted him when she got home and said, Hey, like I just got home. And he called her immediately. He FaceTimed her. So there's, there's power in that match their energy. Okay. But okay. And then we have a fuck, Mary kill that we're going to do. So let's do these fuck, Mary kills. Oops. Okay. So the first one was a pizza one, thin crust, stuffed crust or Chicago deep dish. Okay. Now this is pretty crazy. I like all of these things. See, to me, a Chicago deep dish is like one slice is really like, that's a big boy. What is making that noise? Oh, that's a big boy. Um, I kind of got to be in the mood for it. It's super heavy, which I like, but like, it's not my everyday. I don't want to marry it. I don't want to fuck it. Um, because I would rather fuck obviously a stuffed crust. Cause that's a fun little party. You know, that's exciting. It's, it's, it's zesty, right? So we're killing Chicago. We're fucking stuffed and, and we're marrying thin. Cause thin is like, not only, de- not only is it delicious, but it also feels less, um, like indulgent, right? Okay. And then she, and then the next one was candy corn. This one was terrible candy. That was the name of it. Fuck, Mary kill terrible candy edition. I love candy corn, candy corn, orange, marshmallow, circus peanuts, which I've never fucking had in my life. And I never want to try those. I can't think of a less appealing candy. Hey, try this chewy thing that tastes like peanuts. I'm good, babe. You go right ahead. Um, cake. Or good in plenties, which I love. Um, shout out to Ellen. Ellen loves good in plenties. That's why I love good in plenties. They're licorice. They're licorice. They're so good. I don't care. I like black licorice. I know people fucking hate black licorice. I love it. I love it. Love it. So, okay. I'm marrying good in plenties. I'm fucking candy corn. I'm killing orange marshmallow circus peanuts. And that wasn't even a difficult one. So, okay. The next one is fuck, Mary kill rain. Perfect summit. Rain, perfect summer weather at the beach or crispy, fresh fall weather. Okay. Again, I like all three of these things. I'm going to marry crispy, fresh fall. No, actually, no, no, no. We Bottom line is, even though I love the rain, I'm killing the rain because between these two things, it's obviously, it's the weak link. We got to get rid of it. We got to kill it. Um, Perfect summer weather at the beach. If you were to just say perfect summer weather, I could say, yeah, but if it gets too hot and blah, 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 blah. No, at the beach. Wow. I'm going to marry that. I'm going to marry perfect weather at the beach and I'm going to fuck crispy, fresh fall. Cause you gotta, you know, but anywho, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back next week with a brand new episode. And every Thursday we go live on the Spotify live app for Confessions with Carly at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. You can call me, you can message, you could chit chat with the girlies in the group, in the girly group chat. And we just have so much fun. It is a damn hoot. So I will see you guys then and we'll chat soon. Bye.